we have all the details on retail. As we got in the numbers from Lululemon, right, a great quarter, it raised a guidance and a buyback. And so we have our special panel here with us, David Schwartz, equity analyst over at Morningstar, and Jerome Martis, director of consumer research at Refinitiv. Thank you both for being with us. So I'll start, David, with you. I know that you think a lot of these names are undervalued. We also heard um, from Phillips Van Heusen, which is the parent of, of some of the big names, right? Like Tommy Hilfiger and Calvin Klein. What is it all telling you, David, at this point? Yeah, I think there are some undervalued names in apparel retail right now. And you mentioned PVH, which, which just reported and had its earnings call this morning. Uh, PVH is trading at less than 10 times earnings. Uh, and as you mentioned, it does own Calvin Klein and Tommy Hilfiger, two international brands. Um, in comparison with Lululemon, which is trading at about 40 times uh, forward earnings. So I, I think Lululemon is pretty expensive. Uh, but there are some other apparel names that are, that are down quite a bit recently that are now uh, in undervalued territory. Um, just to clarify, I do you want to know, do you like Lululemon or you just think, David, that it's just a little expensive at this point? I like Lululemon as a company. I think it's a great company, but I do think it's expensive. Yeah. Um, you know, looking at the short-term view, the short-term for, for Lululemon looks fine. Uh, but in the long term, there is a huge amount of competition in activewear. Um, and I just think that the uh, price is too high right now, considering how competitive their market is. Mm -hmm. And Jerome, you're taking a look at Lululemon closely. Of course, uh, they had some beats. The comp sales were a little tricky. They're getting into sneakers, but they did raise the guidance. What did you think of the quarterly report? At Refinitiv, we thought that the report was really good, especially given their growth story. Analysts pulled by Redefinitive have been revising their um, estimates upwards because of the growth potential that they see. Not only because the athleisure market is outperforming the apparel market, but also because they just also announced that they are going to be growing into the tennis and golf um, sector. So they're going to be selling the merchandise within those groups. And this is great because already during the pandemic, they gained a lot of market share, but now they're going to be able to even gain even more market share. We also saw their footwear um, being uh, introduced last week and uh, I went online and I already saw my size sold out in the different styles. On top of that, we saw that men's, uh, their men's category did show much stronger growth than the women's category. And they plan to open 40 stores internationally. So analysts are bullish on the growth story with um, the potential of continued growth for Lululemon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's interesting because I mean, going into sneakers and golf and tennis, I mean, they really are expanding and sneakers doesn't really have as high of a margin as something like Nike does uh, and apparel overall. I was looking at how they have gross margins, um, Lululemon of 57% and Nike of 46%. But some of that weakness from Nike comes from sneakers. They just don't make as much as they do on apparel, like a name like Kerrig, which makes Balenciaga and Gucci. So I, I was trying to look at um, some of these names here. David, I know you were looking at other names, including Haynes Brands, The Gap, which actually competes against Lululemon, at least in part, Tapestry, Urban Outfitters. You think all these names are buys here? Yeah, I do. You know, Gap especially, uh, Athleta, which Gap owns, is in the same category as, as Lululemon, and it's, it's having the same kind of growth rates, and it has the same uh, market that it's addressing. Uh, the Athleta name is not as well known, known as Lululemon, but you can buy Athleta for a fraction of the cost of Lululemon. Uh, so if you like Lululemon, you probably should look at Gap, too. 
uh, and Gap is, is at multi-year lows. Um, it really is down quite a bit. It's really fallen out of favor. Uh, but, uh, and I think that's partly because people see Gap as a tired brand, but Old Navy and Athleta really generate most of its revenue anyway. Yeah, and I remember in one of their latest reports, they talked about all the supply chain issues and disruptions, and they're not alone, just like so many of the other companies. Jerome, something you noted was the inflationary environment and that um, folks are looking to some of the discounters. What does that mean? Are you, are you admiring some of the other names like Walmart or Target? Well, in this inflationary situation, definitely the discounters are more at the at an advantage, and we're already seeing signs of that. We're seeing signs that consumers are trading down. So instead of going to the department stores, they are now going to the discounters in order to purchase shoes and clothing for the family. Um, Walmart and Target see the biggest strength in groceries, but this time around, they're also seeing it in the other items. In addition to that, we're already seeing a big portion of consumers gravitate towards Costco and Sam's Club in order to save money at the pump, um, also at Kroger. So the, what we're seeing is that the companies that are able to still provide value to the consumers are the ones that are going to be doing well in this inflationary environment going forward, because the consumer is looking for ways to save money, and we're already seeing that in, in, in into the first quarter quarter and the, and the retailers themselves are telling us during earnings call. So it's going to be mostly the discounters and also the companies that are able to um, give consumers a way of saving money elsewhere. Yeah. And just your final thought, David, I know you uh, in your note, you said that the sneakers for Lululemon are not going to bring material gains to the company. I mean, it's just something cool for them to have, I guess, to a certain extent. Also, the mirror hasn't been particularly great for them either. Final thoughts here, David? Yeah, I mean, Lululemon could very well succeed with footwear, but this is a company that already has more than $6 billion in annual sales. Uh, so it, it's going to be some time before it really has a material impact. And footwear gets them directly in competition with Nike and Adidas and many others. It's already a very crowded category. The mirror acquisition, as for that, it's not really working at all. Uh, the company did announce that they're going to uh, release a new five-year plan for it at their analyst day coming up in a few weeks. Yeah. Jerome, anything on aloe yoga? I know I'm throwing you a side loop. I know Athleta and all these athleisure in your wheelhouse. I don't know if you've heard anything about aloe yoga, but everybody I know is buying something aloe. Final thought, Jerome? Yes, aloe yoga, sweaty, sweaty Betty are all giving um, Lululemon some competition, but Lululemon has a very strong cult following. On top of that, um, they have such a strong cult following that they have more pricing power as well. We see more discounting at Alo Yoga and Sweaty Betty than we do at Lululemon because they just don't have to. They have that strong customer demand. Wonderful to speak with you both. You're so well informed on the group. I really appreciate it. David Swartz of Morningstar and Jerome Martise of Refinitiv. Thank you. Good luck there at Lululemon and the rest of the group.